Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. Believe it or not, I actually said that on December 20th to you. I remember my heart there. But I just, I'm struck, so many things coming together. We have to understand ultimately our whole purpose is focused on sharing this good news of Christ. He's saying we are no longer slaves. I am a child of God. As we come to know that, our mission as a church is to lead everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ, to make it a daily part of who and what you and I believe and live, that I I'm not a slave, that I am a child of God, and I can live that out, not just here on Sunday mornings, but on Monday mornings and Tuesday nights and Saturday afternoons, wherever we are, by the grace of God. And and that's why this this message can't be just for a handful of us. I mean, it, it really doesn't go very far if just a few of us, the leaders or whatever, are about this. It's our message. It's ours. In our membership class, I, I, I like to tell folks that one of our goals is to help you go from saying, when you're talking to me, saying, well, you know, Pastor, I, I, I like your church saying, you know, pastor, I love my church. And that's a, change, that's a, that's a different way of thinking, and it's, it's, a, it's a step that, that we have to work through sometimes. But because as long as you think it's my church, then you think I'm responsible for everything that happens. But when you start to realize it's my church, then you join me and what the Holy Spirit is doing through us. You have had a huge role, huge responsibility, and a lot of amazing things that God has accomplished here in this last year. And I want to just kind of remind you of some of the things that happened. We began the year doing, a, a as was mentioned, a church-wide campaign, our first really ever called Transform that involved dozens of small groups, both life groups and our journey groups, going through materials from Rick Warren and Saddleback Church. And this was church-wide because we, had, we did stuff with our students and our children. Uh, you may recall we actually ended up selling and handing out 1,200 journals that were used for daily readings and many of you gave extra and so that we could even send over 100 more to Kenya. And we saw God do amazing things through those weeks and afterwards. We had our biggest summer kids club ever last summer. Attendance was up more than 10% every night. And our highest one-night attendance ever up here of 734 children and volunteers. That's probably more than are in this room right now. We began our Spanish language service last year, uh, officially the, right after Easter, although they began meeting in December of 2013 under the leadership of Juan Gale and his wife Fabiola. And when they began, 
in that first official service. They, they had about 40 folks there. By year's end, that number had doubled, and in fact, uh, they had attendance just before Christmas over 100. God is doing some amazing things. And we have some great leaders, some godly men and women of, who are each week helping to spread the good news further and further, now in the Spanish language. And we know God has a lot more in store in that ministry as well. Our Celebrate Recovery ministry, which meets on Monday nights, helps any and all of us deal with hurts, habits, and hang-ups in our lives. Grew significantly this past year, and, and average attendance was averaging more than 80. The, the landing for teens continued to grow and minister to more and more students. And I, I got to tell you, last fall they had the kind of the ninth anniversary, and it was amazing to sit in and listen to testimonies of what God had done in individuals' lives in working through people who were hurting, and many of them would say damaged, but they were not lost. And God used this church and used you to give them hope and give them a future. And many of them are you, and you're here today because of what God has done. In 2015, we baptized 146 souls, which is awesome. And we could look at it as a large number, but, but it's 146 individuals, persons, whose lives they, they have proclaimed is no longer bound by fear, but by the hope of Jesus Christ. We look forward to, to more. We, we, I, I think we ought to be baptizing 200 a year because we have you, God's people, out and sharing the good news. And I hope this year we cross that, not because it's a number, but because it's 200 individuals, 200 persons. You certainly took to heart our mission of reaching folks this Christmas with our, our CDs that we invited you to use to invite friends and neighbors. Our overall attendance at our four Christmas Eve services it was up over 500 from the previous year. That is because of you. It's not because we were smart in advertising. It's not because we had some kind of a message. It was because you shared the good news and a story through a CD with the people around you, and they actually responded, didn't they? They really, they really came. And our prayer is that we continue praying for those individuals and, and that God continues to use you to bring them and more into the life of God's church to experience even more of his good news. Our finances in 2015 were the best in years. We had reduced our budget going into 2015 to better align it with actual giving, and God just said, okay, I'm going to be generous through your people this year. And we don't have the final figures yet, but we know that our giving for 2015 was up at least 8 to 10% over budget and expenses. 
And the amazing thing is, some of you recall, some of you had to live through it. In August, we had a major air conditioning failure out here in our kids' town wing, uh, our, 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 our um, abundant arc wing, the arc, and um, the cost was $40,000 to fix that unit. And by the grace of God, you had already given enough funds that we were able to pay for that, and it did not put us in a hole. And then we, we came to Christmas Eve and our offering for Starfish Kenya, and I'd been telling you in December that in the seven previous Christmas Eve offerings, we had given 840000 to this ministry. And, and, and again, I just want to remind you, it's not just about sending money, it's that that literally these, these are lives that have been physically saved in many cases. They are alive today because of your gifts. But even more importantly, we know that the gospel, the good news is being, is being shared with them so that it's not just that they are physically alive, but they are now eternally alive. That those children have the opportunity, the, the blessing of Jesus Christ in their lives. And that was made possible by you and your, your gifts. And I, I told you, I hope that for 2015 we would take it over a million. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning that our Christmas Eve offering was $208,115.18. That is, that is the largest single Christmas Eve offering we've ever taken, the largest for Starfish Kenya. It's up like 19% from the previous year. And it doesn't just take us over a million, it takes us up to about a million fifty thousand that you have given now in eight Christmas Eves. And the amazing and important thing is they told us they wanted to bring in 86 more children after the first of the year. And we, we told them we believed in faith that we could help su support that. Now we know God had big ideas, and it, it wasn't us. It was God working through us. And we are, we are thrilled, and, and more stories will come. And, of course, all through the year, you, you, you served your church here in ministry such Every Sunday, uh, serve your church. We, we put those on some of our things. And then you also served your world uh, through ministries uh, like ministries to the homeless in downtown Houston and Clear Lake area through the Mercy Tree, involved in mission trips to Kenya and Haiti. And as you heard, we have a trip leaving this week for Mexico. You gave blood to the blood bank, food to the food bank, Bibles and toiletries to those in prison, helped so many out through the benevolence gifts that we offer you the opportunity to give on, on our communion Sundays for those of you who participate in communion, and that will, we'll have those baskets there uh, as you leave each communion if you, if you participate in that. You minister to those struggling through the loss of a loved one, uh, because, either because of divorce or because of, of death, and we have a new cycle of grief share beginning this week. If you want to learn more about that, you can go onto our website Hundreds received prayer quilts, and thousands, I mean thousands, were prayed for by your prayer requests through your prayers. Thousands of people, many of you, but, but also across our community and around our world. Thousands of people 
prayed for. Hundreds of children and students every weekend experience the good news of Jesus Christ in, in wondrous and winsome and significant ways. Hundreds of you volunteered every week so that 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 mission and ministry of God's good news could be spread. It's not a task. It's so easy sometimes to think I'm just doing something or I'm going through the motions. But, but what you and I have to always remember is that when God is in it, even if I don't feel it, God can do amazing things through me. And that's why what you do matters. Every single one matters. In fact, that's the way it has to be for God's church to be a church. It's not left up to a handful. And sometimes people look at, at our building or our facilities or, or, or the abilities of some of our folks and they say, well, they, 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 they would never need me or what could I do? I want to tell you, that is, that is Satan speaking to you in that moment. Don't ever compare what you can, can do to anyone else but do what you can do. That's what God created you for. And God will multiply whatever any of us do. And that is why our mission is to lead everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ, each one. And and that's grounded in in the great commandment and the great commission. Jesus said, In Matthew, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments, love. But then he went on to say in the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I I, I say this, I've said this, repeated this before and I'll repeat it again. Rick Warren says, a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission makes a great church. But, But we have to understand that commitment isn't just about the church like the the organizing body or something like that, it's it's about the individual. It's about each one of us. Every one of us. We each are the church. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't have anything to offer or I don't have anything to give, again, that's the enemy saying that to you. We're not called to all do the same things. And that's the beauty of a church like ours is there's opportunities in all kinds of ways for all kinds of people to work in all kinds of fields to make a difference, to go and teach and disciple. The church is not some huge institution, but a family of Christ followers who not only help each other, but take seriously our role of helping others, of getting beyond ourselves, of taking serious the responsibilities we have that God teaches us in the Bible to be the hands and feet and voice. And the church is only as effective as each member of the body does their part. In other words, if, if, if whatever God has gifted, gifted you to, if you don't do it, there is something missing in God's kingdom. There's something that doesn't occur. Something that somebody else has to maybe pick up the slack who isn't, wouldn't be as good at it as you. 
it is multiplied, the mission, when each one of us does, does our part. And to understand our mission, we, we, we really need to think through, what does it mean to be, we say our mission is to lead everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. What, is a fully, what does a fully devoted follower of Christ look like? And there are lots of ways we could biblically describe the fruit of the Spirit, the Beatitudes, even the word love. And yet our, our staff this past year wanted to work and think about how could we maybe do that in a way that was more clear, easier for us to grab onto. We had been, as a church, we'd used something, an acronym called the guide, but a lot of folks told us it was confusing. And so we went back, took another look, and we came up with, what, with four words that, that can expand into four phrases of what a fully devoted follower of Christ looks like. And, and, and each one of them matter and all of them matter. It's not like I can pick or choose, but if, if we're serious about this journey, the very first thing is we have to commit. We have to commit to following Christ, to, to commit to him, to be baptized, but it also includes committing time every day to be with him through reading our Bibles, through prayer, devotionals. It's not just about one hour on Sunday, but every day. If it's a life, if you want to see life change, it's not just committing to Christ in idea, but committing to Christ in every way, daily, to follow him. And on our, our website, you can go and click on the Find It page, and there's some next steps there spiritual growth opportunities, reading your Bible. You know, um, we, we list the YouVersion Bible app, and it's always mentioned at the bottom of the notes. And that Bible app alone, which is free, which is now, I looked last night, has been downloaded over 205 million times, has hundreds of Bible reading plans, of devotionals, of tools. And, and, and there's so many more. I mean, I'm not even saying that's the only one. But I am saying there is something out there for you to take a next step, to, to get that journey going, to commit. Because that's we believe, is a part of what it means to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. Second, we connect with one another because we don't go on this trip alone. God created us in community. He created us for one another. He created us to minister to one another. So we connect to our church through membership as well as be intentional about, about growing spiritually and being used by God for the sake of his world. We connect, connect to each other through small groups, whether they're our ongoing groups, our life groups, or our semester groups, journey groups, which we'll have signups coming up for that in just a couple of weeks. Those, those will start that are going to be really focused on another big thing I'll tell you more about in just a minute, and, and even one-on-one -on -one through life to life. Um, so commit, connect, serve, and we said serve my church and serve my world. Serve inside the walls, serve outside the walls, because that's what a follower of Jesus does. We, we can't follow Jesus without serving, because Jesus himself said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And so if we think, I've done this long enough, I've done my share, then in that moment, we have bought into a lie from Satan that Jesus himself never said. Jesus did not get up on the morning on Good Friday and say, okay, I've done my share. You don't have to nail me to the cross. Let's let somebody else go. Jesus never stopped serving us. 
And, and here's the thing. When we talk about these things, when we talk about the Christian life, it's not like, it's, it's, it's how we were created to live. And, and we get so many mixed messages from the world around us. You know, I have been, I mean, I just, I watch these commercials and I get sucked in by them just like you do that I deserve this car or I deserve this good meal or whatever the case may be. And that is just a bunch of hooey. But, but it has been fostered on us to the point where we think if something's wrong in my life, it's because I haven't received something. When in fact, it's because I have not given something. It's because I have not served. I have not been faithful to Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, it is an endless cup if you're trying to fill yourself up. But if you fill yourself up with Jesus, there is eternity waiting. And, and here we are, starting the new year. And, and I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I guarantee you, we need several dozen of you to sign up in some area, several dozen, to make even a bigger difference. And you can go out today, you can talk to folks out there, or you can go to our webpage, to the Find It page, and, and do sign up to serve on Sundays. And you can join in what God wants you to do. Finally, share the good news. Con commit, connect, serve, share. Because if it's truly good news, we can't keep it to ourselves. We have to share. And, and many of you did that for our Christmas Eve services. That's why our attendance was up. It, it can be sharing God's love in tangible ways. It can be in actions. It can be sharing my church by inviting folks. Or it can be sharing my faith story. You, your story is only your story. You're the only one who has it. And, and, and you don't have to tell somebody else's story. Yours is incredible. But here's the thing, again, commit, connect, serve, share. A fully devoted follower of Christ doesn't do some of those. As we search Scripture, we see that committed, fully devoted follower of Christ does all of those. And so if you look at your life and you find that there's still something missing and you're doing one of those areas, but you're not doing one of the others, then that might be a clue to you that there is even some imbalance because you have left something out. Commit every day. Connect with others. Serve, whether it's in your home, it's at your workplace, it's in ministries beyond the walls of this church or here. Serve and share because you have good news that the world is dying to know. And we believe this is so important that we have even rearranged some of our staff so that Pastor Robert Sherrill is going to come in and 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 help us in this whole area of connect to, to walk us through that. We're going to, beginning next week, after each service, we're going to have a, uh, instead of just saying guests can go out to the lobby, we're going to have a place to send them for there. And if you bring them, I hope you will bring them. Or if you encounter a guest here on Sunday morning, say, hey, let me bring you after the service. It's just going to be three or four or five minutes to share a little bit, but to get them started have a journey. And here's the thing. If, if they only hear it from those of us up here, they don't know if it's a big deal or not. But if all of us, as we encounter guests or we bring guests, are saying, I want you to do this, it begins to communicate it across the community. 
you're a whole lot more effective at this stuff than I am, quite honestly. I'm, 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 I'm paid to be good. You're, you're, you're not paid to be good. You're paid for nothing. You're good for nothing. Is that, there you go. I knew somewhere in there it would come out. Just keep saying it. See, you, you, you have more influence than I do. Because people already know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? That's tremendously important. And so as you become the ones who champion what God is doing, as you become the ones who point people to get engaged in the process, as you help people find their way, we'll begin offering a monthly class that will point toward membership and serving. And, and we're going to be doing our second church-wide trans, transformative study, spiritual growth campaign. We did transform last year, this year, Rick Warren and Saddleback Church are going to lead us in daring faith. Uh, it'll last six weeks, including Sunday morning messages, daily readings, and weekly small group studies. And, and it is an opportunity for every one of us to step up and face our giants and step out into the unknown. In other words, we want you to take some steps, a next step. We are going to have daily journals available. I believe they're available starting this morning for $10 and encourage you that you'll be able to do those every day. We sold 1,200 of those last year and, and kept selling them along the way because some of you didn't know how powerful it would be and you waited a while, but we want you to do it. We've already got 1,200 here, so, and, and what I hope is we have to even order some more. But you can do that so that and that will begin at the end of this month. Uh, where you'll have an opportunity to do that. But we're also going to be doing small groups. We're going to encourage our, our, we've already talked to our life groups, and we're going to encourage them to do it. But we're going to also be creating a lot of journey groups, and what we need are hosts. And some of you heard us say that early on. A host is someone who simply opened up their home and, and has a way, either through a computer or a DVD player, to play a video. And we need, we need several dozen of you to do that, to, to open the doors for our whole church family. But here's the other thing I want to sh- encourage you. Some of you don't even need to do it with our church family. Where, you know where you need to do it? You need to do it with some of your folks at work. Or you need to do it with some of your classmates. Or you need to do it with some of the folks where you live. I talked to one lady last year who lives up toward U of H, and she said, it's too far for me to come in. So is it okay if I do it with some of the folks in my apartment complex? And I said, absolutely. You don't have to have another person from Gateway to be a part of it to just host some people and an opportunity to spread the good news. And I guarantee you, God will use that and encourage you in ways you don't even know yet. We, we are here to spread that further and further. It, it's why we're supportive of David Tripp as he begins his new church, One Living Church in the Pearland area. We, we, we weren't quite ready to plant a new place or whatever, but, but we will. We are looking at ways of how to spread God's news further and more effectively all the time. And, and I'd love to tell you there's some other things on your notes that are good and valuable, but I'm going to skip them for right now because I, I want to just kind of close here. Sometimes people want us to say, okay, you, what do you envision for the new year? And, and like these big programs or some building or something like that. And what God keeps putting on, on my heart is none of that. What he keeps putting on my heart is for each one of us to take seriously. 
our calling to be fully devoted followers of Christ. For each one of us to step out and take a next step wherever we are in that journey. If, you've been, if you're a, 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 a fairly mature follower, you've been doing this for a while, there's still some things that you know you could go further in. If this is the first time you've ever walked through the doors of our church, and you're not even sure about this whole Christianity thing, I'm here to tell you, there's some steps you can take, and we would love to help you take those steps. Or even take one step, because it's often that first step we're here at the first of the year, and we talk about resolutions and all that kind of stuff, you know. Everybody knows that all those resolutions disappear by the end of January. We, we don't do a good job with them. I'm not talking about a resolution. I'm simply talking about what's the next step. If we as a, a family could encourage each other to take next steps, is we as a family could say, how can we go further in our journey with Christ? If we as a family could look at each other and say, each one of us is on a unique journey, and, and no two are exactly alike, and, and I may not be able to go where you're going, and you may not be able to take me, but there are ways that we can help and encourage each other, where we can talk with each other, when we can share with each other. And to me, that is a picture of, the, of what God's church really is, that, that out of those things, great things are done. But it really is about the basics. And it, it hit home for me yesterday when we did a service here yesterday, a celebration of life for a godly man. Doug touched a lot of lives. And... and some of you know Doug Best. Some of you never heard the name. And Doug Best was one of these guys who, whose life at one point was really flying apart. He was dealing with all kinds of addiction issues. And at some point, he, was, he, he, he found Jesus Christ, and, and he began to put it behind him. But more than that, he began to do something about it. And, and then we had several hundred people in here yesterday listening and telling stories about Doug and how Doug had done this for so-and-so, and done this for a family member. And, and, it, and it struck me, the, the beauty of it is most of you don't know Doug. And yet Doug influenced hundreds, maybe even thousands. And, and God is saying to each one of us, I can do that through you also. It doesn't really matter the number I can use you. I can do something through you if you'll just trust me. If you'll set aside your preconceptions, if you'll set aside your pride, if you'll set aside this is the way we've always done it, just say, I'm going to start. I love that we were talking, singing about no more fear. And I am a child of God because it's that fear that often holds you and me up. And, and, and I don't think God is saying, you got to go from here to here like that. I, I don't think, I think almost none of us make that kind of a jump in our spiritual journeys. But I think each of us do these little steps. And the key for the ones who get somewhere is they keep stepping. They keep going. When the enemy says, what's the use? You're so far behind. I guarantee you, Doug had to be at a point in his life when he was in the midst of his addictions and he could have hung it all up, and he could have said, there's no use. But 20-some-odd years ago, he decided that God could still use him. And to yesterday, hundreds of people testified that he did. 
I just thought, man, I hope people say that about me someday. I hope people say that about you. I hope when your day comes and you're about to be put under, you have lived such a life by the grace of God that there is this huge crowd of people. And some of them are going to come up and they're going to say, I don't understand what it was about him or her. They changed my life. And some of them are going to say, I learned about Jesus because of you. And it changed my life. Every one of us is given that opportunity. There's not a single one of us that's too far gone too old, too young, too new. And it's my prayer, it's my hope that we each do our part. To me, that's the vision, that's the picture. It's not about some big event. It's about the people of God going out and being God's people right where they are. God didn't call most of us to go to Africa or Canada or New York City. He called us to Pearland and Pasadena and Clear Lake and Houston and Del Lago and Galveston to be ourselves by the grace of God through him right where we are. If we do that, God is going to change the world. I'm convinced because I saw how many people God changed through Doug. And Doug was the sweetest, kindest guy. And Doug didn't try to stand up and get noticed by everybody. And God used Doug. And he'll use you. And he will do what I think Scripture says for us. Hosea 2.15 says, God says, I will transform the valley of trouble to a gateway of hope. I truly believe that if you and I each do our part, you don't wait for me, I don't wait for you, we each do what we can do. We each take our next step. And if you need help figuring that out, that's part of why we're here. And that's part of why there are other people around you here. Because it's not all up to the, to the staff. It's not all up to the leaders. It's up to each one of us. But if we each do that, if we each help each other on the journey, we'll, we'll stand here a year from now, and we'll look back, and we will just be, I mean, our jaws will drop. It's not because something like happened from here to here, but it's because over the course of the year, God did amazing things through you, through us. That's my wish, my prayer, my, my hope for our journey. That's why, hopefully, you got when you came in or you get it when you leave, these tags. Welcome to your journey, English and Spanish. Let this day be the beginning of a journey. And every journey begins with the first step. And every journey always requires us to take a next step. We also have communion right after this service down in the Life Center. It's an opportunity for you to maybe use it to make some commitments. So let me pray over us. Father God, I thank you for 
your people here today. Whether they've been here over 20 years or they've been here 20 minutes, I pray for them, Father, and I pray for us that you would use each one of us to walk out your vision for our lives, each one of our lives, and that as each of us are faithful in that journey, you will do amazing things through your church. But help each one of us to be faithful in that journey, Father. Help each one of us to go. Help each one of us to commit, connect, serve, and share. Ask that. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Our prayer team will also be here if you need to talk. God bless you. Go and be who God created you to be. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.